I was to tell you, there is a little connection between the Beach Boys and Queen. (laughs) I might be stretching this a little bit, but yes, this is a cool thing to me. Because here's the thing. This is dive number 20. Yes. Wow. We have officially gone on 20 dives, queen deep dives. This is track number 10 on the Queen 2 album from 1974. We're getting to the very end of it, getting to the end of the second side, aka the black side with all Freddie Mercury compositions. And this song is one of my little guilty pleasures. (laughs) And it's called Funny How Love Is. It's considered progressive rock, but really it's a little bit more accessible than that. It's not as experimental. Something about this doesn't feel like the rest of the album. I love it nonetheless. I think it fits nonetheless. So let's talk about this little treasure on Queen 2, 145 beats per minute. So it's pretty fast. We're going along quickly. The way the rhythm is constructed, it feels almost like a ragtime kind of an intro. It feels very syncopated, especially with the piano in contrast to the beat, but it's very, very cool. We'll talk about the details. As we go through this, we're in 4-4 time signature, common time. And one key C major. This is a startling fact because Freddie is all about massive amounts of keys and changes and quick shifts and all those things. Now, there is a subtle modulation to D major. It's not technically considered a modulation or a key change here. It's sort of masquerading as a key change, but it's one of the trademarks of the song. It's one of the things I love most about it. And this is all about... It's quite simple, actually. The joy, the mystery, the elation, and the healing powers of love. Really, that's all it is. How it's all around us, how it runs through everything, all of that good stuff. And a very different concept coming from Freddie. He loves to write about fantastical, mythological, tell stories. This is really just a celebratory song. Nothing too deep here. Very inspiring, yes. Very emotional, very impactful, very enlightening. Yes, very much so. I love these kind of jovial songs that celebrate things in life. And Queen is excellent at that sentiment in a song. It's more accessible, cyclic, and welcoming repetition in phrasing and melodies. This is almost a throwback track, even at the time of its release with the rhythmic acoustic guitars that lend their own clacking of percussive sounds. We've got the sweeping vocal harmonies, which are supposedly all Freddie from what I read. And this kind of sneaky, as I said, pseudo modulation that really rouses and inspires. This is a stunning, almost popish song that feels less queen, yeah, but it's still energizing and jovial, just as you would expect. Very similar to that wall of sound, especially in the vocal production, reminiscent of the Beach Boys harmonies and even some ABBA-like style before ABBA was even a thing. 
So that could explain why I like this a lot too, because yeah, it's a shift in style for the guys. In fact, I would even say in their entire catalog, there isn't really anything else that sounds like this, but because it has these echoes of heavy vocal layering production, again, the Beach Boys, ABBA, very rounded, all-encompassing, hit-you-in-the-face-and-in-the-ears vocal harmonies. I love that stuff, and they accomplish it very, very well here. This was never performed live. It's one of those gems that you're never going to find a live recording of, probably because of the extremely high vocals Freddie sings. Even the lead vocals are quite high in this song. Very difficult to produce that in a live setting. Freddie oftentimes due to vocal fatigue with their heavy touring schedules, which sometimes happened right after the completion of an album in the studio, he just didn't have the range live. He would often drop his register or sing a lower harmony to successfully get the lyrics out. Now that's something that a really well rehearsed very experienced performer does naturally. You don't even have to think about it. If you know your stuff well enough, you trust yourself well enough, you're going to be able to get through that song even if you can't hit that original high note in the studio recording. It's just what you do. It's just a standard fallback. But why? Oh, why didn't they play this live? I'd have loved to hear a different rendition of this live. I could I could hear them doing something more simplistic and switch up the vocal arrangement some so Freddie could successfully and confidently deliver the vocals. There's a lot of things they could have done here. I mean, even something in the live style of 39 that was very acoustic. Maybe they could have done something like that with acoustic guitar played. I mean, acoustic guitar in this song is very, very heavily featured, but they never did anything with this. Oh, well. Moving on. Here is the interesting little tidbit about this song. I remember how I mentioned the Beach Boys. So Robin Cable produced this song. He's a very prolific producer. Produced hundreds of songs, I believe, in the period from about 69 through years and years of working with different artists and bands. He also produced a cover of I Can Hear Music, which was done by several artists. The Beach Boys did a recording of it themselves. He produced a cover of this song with Freddie and Brian and Roger under the moniker Larry, is it LaRoe? Larex? I think it's Larex. This was sort of a side project that the guys did in 73 while they were waiting for studio time to record their debut album. Now, Robin, the producer Robin Cable, was attempting to emulate the original I Can Hear Music producer Phil Spector's wall of sound technique with all of the vocal layers, especially from the Beach Boys arrangement. And because Phil Spector worked on various Beach Boys tracks, including I Can Hear Music. Consequently, the production of this song, Funny How Love Is, reflects that style of production, hence the similar Beach Boys sound, again, at least in this song. I strongly believe that's why we have this tie-in. I mean, the first time I heard this, I thought it sounded like the Beach Boys. I really was just like, whoa, this is total Beach Boys right here. And I love it. I love it because of that. I love the Beach Boys an awful lot. And this is a great little nod to that style and how appealing it is and how uplifting it is and positive and cheerful. And a turn of 
styles, a big shift, almost a radical shift for Queen. But we shouldn't be surprised about that at this point. Freddie particularly loves to do different things with genres and sound. So all in with this one. And what's interesting is the end, if we can call it an end, of the March of the Black Queen. Remember, it just ends super abruptly. It segues right into this. It widens into this wall of sound that celebrates love and all it brings. And immediately the acoustic guitars carry the beat with their own, again, there's sort of that clanging from playing the guitar. It's amplified with very big, loud drums with lots of reverb on them. I love the drums in this song. John's bass line here is very bouncy and fun as well. And Freddie sounds amazing in his high register. And his rich harmonies, those wonderful layered harmonies that pan from side to side and all around, super impressive and indeed remind me of the Beach Boys. This always reminds me of things like, don't worry, baby. And of course, I can hear music. After listening to this a bunch of times, I swear there's some Roger high notes here. I simply can't believe that Freddie could hit those highest falsettos, but maybe I'm wrong. Some of my favorite lyrics in the song are, funny how love is coming home in time for tea, or funny how love is the end of lies when the truth begins. So simple, but some insightfulness as well. Very enlightening. There's little variation in the acoustic guitar arrangement or the drums, save some occasional flourishes and riffs that are really carefully and methodically placed by Raj. But the chord progressions from that cheerful major to occasional minor shift us from one verse to the next and add a little bit of variation to the tone. And that pseudo key change is what makes the song. Goosebumps moment... I love it. So much dopamine-inducing going on here. It lacks a more formal handoff of verse to chorus, but it's lovely and addicting just like it is. There's occasional electric guitars and riffs and trills that give some edge and character and depth to the more poppy tendencies of the arrangement. And Freddie's and Roger's harmonies make this the perfect bookend to the March of the Black Queen. It's such a surprising contradiction of sound and style between these two songs. I mean, they couldn't be more different, but it's totally acceptable because it's Queen. And it's impossible for me to listen to the two songs separately. <laughs> I always have to listen to them back to back and then, you know, go, go back to the beginning of the March of the Black Queen again and listen all the way through to the end of Funny How Love Is. They just go together. And this song ends way too soon. I could easily listen to this on repeat, and I have many times, especially while I'm running. It fades out slowly, and I'm tempted to turn it up as it goes. And the glimmering magic of the happy and cheerful vocals just disappears into the silence. This is such a good song. I mean, truly, it's, it's, it's such a special song in the Queen catalog because, again, it's it's a standout of what is this, but this is so fun and different and cool and rousing and so happy and bright compared to the moody drama of the March of the Black Queen before it. This is something the guys do very well, shifting on a dime, changing things up from one second to the next. And yet these two songs seamlessly blend together to create this energy that's somehow consistent all the way through because there's a lot of constants running through both these songs. 
even though the March of the Black Queen has moments where it pauses and moments where it slows down. It just, it feels like there's this ever pushing energy that keeps moving things forward. It's like the guys are always moving and looking forward. I can't explain it. It just, I love these two songs together. And I particularly love Funny How Love Is because it's such a random one-off in their entire catalog. I wish I could tell you to go check out a live track, but at least we have the lovely album version for you to listen to. Go find the I Can Hear Music cut that Freddie did with Roger and Brian. I don't know why uh, John was not in the studio for that one. He was with the guys at the time, but for some reason, he wasn't part of that little session. And Robin, the producer, actually went to Freddie to record a cut of that song, I Can Hear Music, because he thought that Freddie's voice would sit very well in the song. And then Freddie was the one who said, well, I want to bring Roger and Brian along for a little bit of flourishes and percussion and guitar and what have you. So it was actually a collaborative effort to make this cut of I Can Hear Music. And I think it was released, but it never it never did anything, of course. And again, this wasn't under the Queen name. This was under the moniker. So interesting little history about the band and some of the side projects they did, even together amongst themselves that were not Queen, but had obviously the Queen flavor, as you would expect. Go check out Funny How Love Is. And I'll be back again to go into the final track, the very special, notable track of Queen 2. Until then, keep yourselves alive. It's getting brighter outside. It's getting warmer outside if things are looking up. So keep your chin up as well. I'll be back again, you guys. Stay safe. <laughs>